I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters. I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who has been covering beauty, fashion, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, I'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beauty is a Bitch. I am so excited about today's guest. So let's jump right in. Her name is Dr. Melina Jampolis, and she is an internist and board-certified physician nutrition specialist, one of only several hundred practicing in the United States. She's an author of several books, a speaker, and nutrition consultant. She is the past president of the National Board of Physician Nutrition Specialists and remains on their board of directors for the past 20 years or so, 20 or more years. She has specialized exclusively in nutrition for weight loss, disease prevention, and treatment. She's also a frequent guest on popular TV shows, including Live with Kelly and Ryan, The Doctors, Dr. Oz Show, CNN, Fox News, Business Network. And she has appeared on the Today Show. Well, there's tons here. I mean, she's basically been on everything. So let's get right into it. What we're talking about today is her new book called Spice It Up, Live Long, a guide to using herbs and spices to live a longer, healthier, and more vibrant life. Hi, Dr. Melina. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Now, I find this so interesting. I mean, you know, I, I love talking about how we can age better, that we are literally already have so many things at our disposal, and they're probably already sitting in our kitchen collecting dust, and that is the spice cabinet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's so interesting to me because, you know, in every other culture in the world, herbs and spices are such an integral part, not only of, of you know, their cuisine, but also from a health standpoint. But in the United States, we're really, you know, salt, pepper, maybe a little garlic powder on occasion and cinnamon over the holidays and that's it. And it's just, you know, everybody's spending a fortune on all these superfoods and we have to get wild salmon and organic blueberries. But in your spice cabinet, you have so much potential for not only making foods taste better, but also, as I talk about in this book, you know, really aging more gracefully, which is, is something that I'm really passionate about and have been talking about for the last decade. I'm so passionate about it too, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you about this. So let me start with my first question then. Can you please explain how herbs and spices then can help us fight disease and age better? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it's really a, a complicated question, but to, to simplify it down, herbs and spices are really loaded with what we call bioactive compounds. What does that mean? It means they act in the body in a variety of different ways to improve your health. And I mean, some of the top ways is that they're very powerful antioxidants. So one of the things that age us, uh, they're very powerful antioxidants and anti-inflammatory agents. So inflammation and um, you know the, uh, exposure to toxins are two of the ways that really accelerate aging. And in modern society, you know, 
unfortunately, with pollution, with, you know, our, our deterioration in our soil quality, um, with exposures. I mean, even with just basic metabolism, you're producing um, oxidative stress. So we're producing potentially damaging compounds. So, and, and the older we live, the more that happens and the less our body is able to fight back. So it becomes even more important. So I would say, you know, being very powerful antioxidants and anti-inflammatory agents, um, which are really accessible. You know, we, we need to do these things on a regular basis. And that's what's so cool about herbs and spices. And even if you have nothing in the fridge or the cabinet, except for maybe a can of soup, you can amplify the health benefits by just throwing in some, you know, fresh herbs or, or spi dried spices, which are even more convenient. So um, yeah, you can but, just you doctor know, it up and, and help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doctor it up. There you go. I like that. Um, um, so, but you know, so we, you know, inflammation in particular really accelerates head to toe aging, brain yeah. health, skin health, heart health, yep. increases your risk of cancer, heart disease, diabetes, you know, all the things that can really accelerate aging. So I think that's, you know, just kind of a simple answer to a really complex question. Cause obviously, you know, each spice is different. Each disease is different. Um, aging has multiple different variables, but overall, I think those are probably the two superstar effects, the uh, antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. Well, I like in the book, how you kind of break it down by disease. So, and then tell us like what, what spices and herbs help, uh, not, not, I mean, if you already have the disease, it's not going to like make it disappear, but how to maybe prevent getting the disease. So what are some of the various quote unquote aging diseases that herbs can help? I think you kind of mentioned them, but maybe if you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, and you know, just, just, just to go back a quick, you know, I, I, my goal in, in all of my nutrition is I don't just want you to live longer. I want you to live better. So I talk about, you know, health span, not just lifespan. Because if you spend the last 20 years, you know, in a nursing home, in a right. wheelchair, losing right. your mind, your, right. your mental capacities, to me, that, that's not the goal. I don't want to live longer. I want to be, you know, we talked a little bit right before this, we're older moms. We say that nicely, but I want to be the mom that's like ski racing with my kid at 70, you know? And, and yep. so, you know, there's a lot, I, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, first of all, I think, you know, as women we're, we're most concerned about breast cancer, which spices and herbs can have a potential preventive effect, but the reality is we're three times more likely to get heart disease and to die from that than we are from breast cancer. So I think, especially, and heart after, disease, menopause, especially, especially after menopause, after things change right. because our hormones you know, we're 10 years behind men in heart disease risk factors. And so after menopause, that, that starts equaling. And that's why, um, so I think heart disease is a really interesting um, therapeutic target for spices and herbs that we can talk about, you know, and, sure. and what people don't realize and what the medical community has really learned over the last 10 years is that you don't die from a heart attack because of just acutely blocking off your arteries you actually die from an inflammatory event after, you know, it, it's complicated, but um, so where, this is where a, an anti-inflammatory diet, which is by the way, 
you know, I talk about that in the book too, like age accelerating foods and anti-inflammatory. So I think it's important for everybody who listens to understand that you can't just, you know, add some uh, cumin to your double bacon cheeseburger and expect (laughs) it to be uh, an anti-aging diet, right? I mean, this has to be, uh, uh, you know, in the foundation of a health Yeah, you have to use common sense too. Yeah, right, right. right. But right. but you don't have to be perfect. Like I'm not a, a crazy about food. I I have a sweet tooth. I like wine. I I like to have pizza with my kids on occasion. You know, so I'm not crazy about any of this stuff. Like some other people in the field. Um, so heart disease is a big one, and and controlling inflammation. I mean, diabetes is is probably the most profound age accelerator as a, as a disease. Just in overall quality in terms of you know, that diabetes can cause blindness, kidney disease, neuropathy, where you have problems with your limbs and then you become more unstable and more susceptible to infection. So I think the potential anti-diabetic properties of herbs and spices, you know, cinnamon and coriander and cilantro and ginger, they really all have been found to reduce fasting blood sugar and have an influence on your risk of diabetes. Um, Certainly cancer. Cumin too, cumin, right? And Cumin, right. Cumin right. and cumin's great for belly fat, by the way. So particularly, I mean, this is what happens with women as we age. I talk about this, that our fat shifts from our butt to our gut. Yep. And cumin has specifically been shown in research to help with belly fat. Okay, hear that ladies? Go yeah. start pouring cumin on everything. That- I know. Yes. And I, I happen to love it. Like, yeah, and, so do and, I. You know, it, it's really, it's so, and it's so easy. I love the flavor. Yeah. Some of the other spices I find more challenging to integrate easily, but cumin you can put into anything like dips and soups and, you know, sauces. And it's and, just, and, and I do want to add that at the end of the book, you have amazing recipes, which we will talk about as well, but there are some amazing recipes. I mean, just, just for the listeners, first of all, this book, I have to say is, is an easy read. Um, you need a highlighter. We were talking about how (laughs) we like to highlight. Um, and there's like probably like 80 pages of, of text and reading and education and telling you what to stock up on. But then you've got like, you know, half the book is, is these amazing recipes. So thank you. Yeah, um, I was. And then, and by the way, the dirty little secret is that I'm a terrible cook. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to, you know, there's, there's quick tips throughout the book for those of you that are, let's say culinary challenge, you know, (laughs) I, I, it's just never, my mom really wanted me to go to medical school. So she never taught me how to cook and I never learned on my own after that. So, um, that's my little, uh, I did, I, it's actually funny, just a little aside. I did a cooking show once for my first book about spices and, um, they insisted that I cook, you know, and I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm not great in the kitchen. And the host was like, well, would it be okay if we blanched the green beans before instead of do it? And I said, I have no idea what that means, but I'm sure it would be fine. Like I'm on national television live. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I love it. Uh, for those oh. of you that are listening that are more kitchen challenged, you can use yep. this book too. It's going to be great for you. The, the directions for most of these recipes are like one paragraph, like basically like throw it all in a pot and let it simmer. I mean, it's great. Yeah. It's totally easy. Um, Okay. So I, I, let's talk about like, just, let's just take one, for instance, let's talk about maybe, um, cancer, like breast cancer. 
Okay. So it's not, you know, you talk about, this isn't going to like, if you have it, stop you from, but it might potentially help you um, not get it. So there are some that have particularly um, potent anti-cancer effects. Like you met, you mentioned cinnamon, coriander, oregano, thyme. Like what yeah. are some other herbs and spices that are helpful? Cause you even break it down in your book to the types of cancer, which I thought. Was yeah. And, and, and that's based on, and just to clarify, I want to, I, I try to be really clear and really transparent on this, particularly when it comes to cancer. And this is what I think people need to understand about nutrition. Um, this is a really key point. And, and I think, unfortunately, um, the, the media and, and some, you know, nutrition experts, quote unquote, have, have stretched this. But, you know, nutrition is really complex. And when you're looking at a disease like cancer, to be able to identify one factor over 20 years that could potentially, you can imagine the complexity of that. I mean, if I asked you what you ate 20 years ago, would you have any idea whatsoever how often you ate? So, so this is the complexity with, with nutrition research um, is that, you know, it, 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 it is not like a drug. So you can't, well, in some cases you can though, which is interesting. Like they actually have given mice time and shown that within 30 minutes, they're able to navigate a maze more quickly. But this is, you know, high doses of a concentrated source. So it's not really something that we can uh, do. But so these are, especially with something like cancer, which really takes 20 years to develop in many cases and, and uh, you know, to, to be able to identify one component. But what, what we know about herbs and spices that's so cool is that they have the potential to actually exert a beneficial effect on multiple different areas. So cancer initiation, propagation, growth, you know, uh, uh, program cell death, which is, so there's, there's a, you know, that's why people are always asking me, what's one herb or spice that you recommend for one thing? And I, I refuse to answer that because they work together. They work synergistically. And so, you know, they can work at multiple different levels in multiple different ways. Um, you know, I think when it comes to, to cancer, um, so if it were, you know, if I had to put together a, a roster, I think rosemary is extraordinary. Thyme, turmeric, just for its general anti-inflammatory, um, chili pepper, you know, anything with capsaicin, anything with heat, um, you know, can actually, actually help. Uh, you know, actually there's so many, you know, it, it really, so it, it's hard to isolate one, but that's why I really urge people, even if it's just, you know, five that you use on a regular basis because they're going to work at different biochemical pathways in different ways and together. Okay. Um, and so, but I, I think in terms of, you know, there, there's just so many, I mean, oregano, it, but you know, for, for, so I, I think, and then when you look at it, I mean, we know that belly fat is a risk factor for postmenopausal breast cancer and also for Alzheimer's, by the way, I'm actually, I think, personally, the most scared of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia, because I think those for me, like, you know, losing you, the people that I see, the, the 
challenges that the family faces. Like, I just never want to be a burden like that on my family. Um, You know, breast cancer is scary, but we've made so much progress in diagnosis and treatment. Same with heart disease. You know, I feel like, you know, the brain disorders, and then, you know, we're talking about inflammation and the link with belly fat and, you know, turmeric for that. So I think, um, you know, there's just, there's so much. (laughs) Just so I can do like a little rundown though. So I'm looking under what you have for, you know, uh, dementia and, and Alzheimer's, but like there's some of the ones that you said are like basil, black pepper, cinnamon, coriander, and cilantro, uh, fresh garlic, ginger, nutmeg, rosemary, sage, thyme, and then turmeric. Okay. I have to ask you, okay, so I, I'm going to jump ahead, but yeah. I know you, you don't want to say the one that you would tell us to add the one spice or herb that you tell us to add to our diet as soon as possible. But it seems like turmeric is in every single, pretty much every single list that you have here. Yep. Um, and, and it, which is funny because I, I have been adding it to everything. And I did see, and you said this, and I was so glad to see this and that I knew it, that you need to add some black pepper so it increases the absorption. Right. Um, which is something I, I tell all my friends. I'm like, it's great you're taking turmeric, but make sure you put a little black pepper in there. And and consume it with a little bit of healthy fat to optimize absorption because oh. it's a fat soluble molecule. So um, you, you need to have it. That's why I'm not as crazy about supplements because it's really better to have it in the context of a meal mm-hmm. and the healthy fat is going to improve the absorption even more. Okay. Well, there you go. But yeah. Okay. There you I see. Now that's one more thing I didn't know. So there you have <laughs> it. Um, okay. So um, does the quality, here's a question I know that people are probably thinking, and that is, does the quality matter? In terms of spices? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's a good, I think that's a good question. Um, you know, and, and just to go back to your turmeric question, um, because I think that's what sparked my interest in spices and health. About um, nine years ago now, I attended a symposium that was put on by the NIH, the National Institute of Health. And it was all about curcumin, which is the active, one of the most active components of turmeric. And I was, my mind was blown. I mean, I had been practicing nutrition for over a decade, but to see, I just remember this slide and they had, you know, curcumin in the middle and 50 different diseases that it could potentially positively affect brain, multiple sclerosis, cancer, diabetes, obesity, and, you know, heart disease. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This is a, a spice that can do all this. And, and that was what set me off on this journey. I was like, well, if this spice extract can do this, what else can that herbs was, and that spices was your, do? As Oprah says, your aha moment. That was my <laughs> aha moment, my light bulb moment for right. sure. And so I think that is certainly one of the most exciting and, and well studied. And it makes sense from a, it, it is the rock star when it comes to fighting inflammation. And so I think, and I talk about that a lot in the book and I lecture a lot about, you know, the inflammation and how it really plays a role in head to toe diseases and accelerates aging. And so I think, yes, absolutely. I'm comfortable saying Turmeric is a rock star, and that that should be part of you know your as but, as often as possible. And in terms of quality, yeah, um, you know, I think uh, freshness 
is more important. Um, spices really do. So when, you know, when people say dust off the spices in your cabinet, that's probably not, a, it's probably get rid of them and get fresh ones and use them so they don't collect dust, you know? Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, it, organic, that sort of thing, you know, I'm not sure that it, of course, I, I really don't like to push people to, um, you know, spend more money on organic if they don't have to. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in terms of quality, I think there is some difference in, you know, mass produced, um, you know, but, but I, I still think that freshness is the most important thing because they do lose their potency over time. So, you know, so, it's about two years tops okay, okay. For, um, okay. for dried spices. Um, for the, and, and just a quick thing, the difference between herbs and spices, herbs are the leaf, spices are every other part of the plant that's been dried. So whether it's the seeds or the root, or, you know, the step, any other part of the And plant. one's not um, better than the other is what you're saying. The no, they're just different. They're different okay. parts of the plant. Um, but but the herbs, that. the leaves probably, so basil, you know, and it may last a little bit less longer in the jar. And it also depends how much you use them, right? So if you're opening it up every day, um, you're exposing it to oxygen, which is going to degrade it a little bit faster. And also you don't, you want to keep them in the cabinet out of light. Yeah. Light can accelerate accelerate the, you know, degradation of the, of the unhealthy or the, the healthful compounds. So, um, you know, but the, the real answer is I, there hasn't been, we're barely eating enough spices as it is. So there hasn't been a direct comparison in terms of, you know, a mass produced brand like McCormick, uh, versus some of the smaller spice companies. I know McCormick is really committed to research. Um, they have a scientific advisory board, you know, so um, I, I think I, you know, I, I, I think the mass produced is, is, is great. You know, I just, you know, you don't want to see, see too many additives. So I really look for things that just have the spices, uh, you know, that, uh, because they're, they, they're, they have natural antioxidants, so they shouldn't need too much to stay, uh, fresh. One, one thing I wanted to bring up too, okay, boy, I'm getting off track here, but I find this so fascinating is uh, I, and I did this after I finished your book. I, I, I happen to have a lot of herbs in my cabinet. I cook mm -hmm. quite a bit. And in fact, I'm redoing my kitchen and I'm going to make sure one of the things that I, I before I even read your book, I'm going to have a drawer so I can oh, that's see cool. everything because now they're in. The drawer is a good idea actually, because I did a cabinet that rolls out, but it's actually really hard to see. Yeah, so I want a drawer. I, I'm gonna, I, I need to change it into a drawer because yeah. I'm still like, that's already been, that's already been worked out with my, my designer. So, um, the kitchen designer, but one of the things that I, and I, I have been, I have some of these, but I love that you even talk about some of the blends and what's in them. Yeah. So like I, I actually, when I got done with your book, I found myself ordering some of the blends and I made sure they were pretty quality, you know, like hopefully. Okay. But things like some Indian blends, uh, yeah. I already have garam masala, but you know, there's, other things that I, I I'm waiting for them to arrive. So that's kind of exciting to me. So, you know, yeah. And that's, that's so cool. Right. Because I said variety is important to get all the benefits. So if you have these blends built in, it, it's so easy, you know, like the herb de Provence mm -hmm. where they have like 17 different and in the right ratios, you don't have to think about it for busy moms like us. It makes it, but, and it really gives you the, like a global perspective and, 
and you can really easily, again, for the lazy cook like me, I'm just going to be flat out and call myself lazy because that's what I am when it comes to the kitchen. Nothing else but kitchen. Um, but the blends make it so much easier to around the world spice, you know. Oh, be- I have to tell you, I found the greatest thing. I, I hope you think this is great because I love it. Um, at Trader <laughs> Joe's and it's like in a, in a grinder, but it's, it's this like spice mix of everything really? in there and you grind it on your food. And it's got, I mean, it has some sea salt and pepper in it, but it's got like, you know, coriander and all these different things in it. And ever since I read your book, I'm like putting it on everything. Oh my God, that's amazing. You know, I do a Trader Joe's shopping list for my patients for the last 20 years. So I'm totally going to have to check that out because that's amazing. You're going to have to send me that list. I'm going to have to send it to you. But I think, you know, one cool thing about that is that if you, if you are consuming the spices, they're going to stay longer in their whole form. So coriander is going to, so getting things, I mean, you know, again, in their whole form is going to extend the lifespan and, and doing them fresh is probably even better. So, um, yeah, you it's know, like a pepper of, mill of, of, yep. of spices and it's, I think they, yeah. it's like $3 for the whole thing. You know, you I know, know Trader, Trader Joe's is the best. It's my um, favorite store on the planet. Oh, let's, but speaking about that, then let's talk about, can you tell us some of the foods that accelerate aging and maybe some that slow it down? Yeah. I mean, to keep it really, really simple. Sure. Anything ultra processed that that's really the villain in my opinion. And, and cause, and people, you know, food processing has helped us a lot, you know, pasteurizing milk and, and incre- increasing the shelf life. And as our population ages, and so I'm not like a super anti GMO, anti processing, anti everything person. Cause I think that's unrealistic and myopic to be like that. Um, but ultra processed foods are foods that really have almost no natural component to them. So they take, for example, corn extract or soybean parts and then combine them with artificial flavors and sweeteners and additives and, and, and like the food additives that make these foods hyper palatable and really, really easy to overconsume. So they basically hijack our brain so that we eat and they're, they're, you know, calorie dense, but not nutrient dense. So these ultra processed packaged foods, you know, fast foods, um, I think those are, and again, I am a realist and I'm busy and I have young kids and I'm not going to tell you that I don't give my kids Fritos on occasion as a treat to make them be quiet in the car. Um, so, you know, I, I, but, but, you know, cutting back on those and trying to introduce more fresh whole foods that are less processed, minimally processed. I, you know, I think that's the single best thing that you can do. Um, you know, I have been talking about sugar for 20 years before it was cool to, um, but again, I am a realist and I personally, one of my barometers, I could never give up sugar personally. So I will never ask my patient or anybody who reads my book or hears me on TV to do it. Like if, I understand that there are some people that are really kind of addicted to it, um, but I just think it's so pervasive. In my, one of the things, like if you're going to eat sugar, you know, do it purposefully, you know, and not like, because sugar's hidden in everything now, right, you know, salad dressing, right. that's the thing, like it's so easy. I'm sorry, but it's the one thing that I do do. I can make a two minute, two second salad dressing that my mom did teach me to do with like, you know, Dijon mustard, uh, olive oil, vinegar, and any any herb that I have, just pop it in. 
and it's two seconds. Yep. <laughs> and then you don't have all the additives or sugar or salt from the grocery to prepackaged brand. So that is an easy thing that I'm going to push people to do. Okay. Um, that I would expect. And you know, um, put some herbs de Provence in there, and you're right. You're, exactly. Yeah, right. Herb de Provence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think ultra processed foods and just cutting back on sugar. I mean, the majority of us eat double what we're supposed to, you know? Um, so uh, I think those two, those two things are pretty, pretty much the biggest. I mean, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, the, uh, especially charred meats and cooking meats at high temperatures and also cooking meats when they have um, blends, but the, there's good news. The silver line that they can induce the formation of cancer causing compounds called heterocyclic amines. Um, but adding herbs and spices to a rub or a blend decreases that by 70%. So we grill almost every day here over the summer, right? So my husband knows the rule is you throw herbs and spices on it in any way, shape or form. Um, the best research by the way is on rosemary, but turmeric also any sort of spice blend and you're really balancing that out because I think it's unrealistic to tell people not to grill, you know, right. and, and, you know, I like my meat medium or medium. Yeah. Well, I don't need a lot of red meat, but that, that's like one of the, one of, I, I'm so upset about hearing about grilling. I mean, that is like, but no, like but it's way. not right. But it, it, if it, you don't have to, or like throwing one of my colleagues at UCLA, just putting sliced avocado on your burger after it's grilled really profoundly decreases the the impact of those cancer causing compounds so don't be disheartened you know just focus on the positive which is adding herbs and spices or healthy foods you know so so to recap grilling is acceptable if you rub it with herbs and spices especially rosemary and you put avocado on your burger Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're just trying to recap here. Exactly. No, no. I think that's an important point that I maybe didn't stress enough in my book um, because I've had a few people reach out to me um, about that. And so thank you for for bringing that up because I I didn't mean to say that you could not have grilled meats because it's an essential part of my life. You're not the only person, by the way. This is, this is not the first time I've heard this. I mean, right. There's, I, I actually interviewed another doctor about supplements and stuff. And yeah. he was like, do not grill your food and don't cook it like in a cast iron, anything where you like burn char the meat, he's like, is not good. And I'm like, okay, you basically just took away like right. the last thing that I love. You know, I, I've right. like cut a lot of things out of my life, but come on, come summer, I'm grilling yep. and come winter, I am using my cast iron skillet yep. and give me a break here. So yeah. it's nice to know that if we put, you know, herbs and spices on our food, right. we can combat a lot of that. So that's good to know. Yes. Okay. So we got that. And then also about, just want to also recap about turmeric, add some black pepper and consume it with some fats, which I did not know. So that's good to, to know. We've talked about quality. Um, so how else, like, I know you've got recipes here, but how else do you suggest using spices and herbs in the foods that we eat every day, like just put some on top uh, or just incorporate them into the recipes. And can you just add them on top? Like sort of what I'm doing with that pepper grinder or fresh herbs. What's your suggestion? Sure. Why not? I I think that's a great way of doing it. I mean, I, 
you know, I would say, you know, really try to challenge yourself to think about adding them to every, and some things will stick and some won't, but you know, literally, walking, literally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. You need a little olive oil. To make it right. 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 Um, no, but just walking through your day. So, you know, in the co- in my coffee in the morning, um, you know, I, uh, I add usually either cinnamon or a, a turmeric blend, um, that has um, I, I'm just, I hope it's okay to talk about, but you know, I don't have any affiliation commercially with this company, but a brand called further foods, they do a turmeric blend that you can, a powder that you can add to, and it has ginger and turmeric in it. Um, What's it called so What's those further? further food. Um, and they also do, um, I love their collagen. They have a chocolate collagen powder that has reishi mushrooms in it, which I'm also into mushrooms. All these like natural healing foods. So, um, but the turmeric, um, I, I love it actually. It adds a nice kick to the coffee because the, the ginger, the ginger has got some kick. So, um, and, and ginger, by the way, is really good for belly fat as well. And also just, I'm sorry, I have so much information. It's hard not to digress, but, um, (laughs) research has shown that having ginger before a meal can actually stimulate metabolism and, help with satiety or fullness. So I kind of love the idea of starting your day with, you know, I also, there's a great, speaking of Trader Joe's, there's a great like ginger green tea. Um, so that's a terrific uh, way of getting herbs and spices into your diet is through teas. So starting morning, you know, coffee, you can add stuff to it. And then remember I said, um, that it needs a little fat. So instead of having the fat free milk, you want a little bit of fat. So if you're doing a milk or a milk substitute, aim for ones that have a little bit of fat in it to optimize absorption. Um, With your eggs, scrambled eggs, I throw in usually oregano for my kids because it's the most benign and, you know, they're suspicious of the green, (laughs) but, you know, with there's, you could do anything. I, I, I actually, I'm kind of obsessed. I don't make them enough. I'm just going to be honest, but I'm obsessed with the idea of frittatas because you can throw in herbs and spices and vegetables and then reheat and eat every day or, you know, serve. So that sort of thing, like in my last book, Spice Up, Slim Down, that was more geared towards um, weight management, but not really. Um, You know, I talk a lot about, you know, just easy frittatas, like choose a little, even a little bit of hard cheese. You know, people are, women are, we're so scared of cheese and fat and all this stuff, but a little bit of fresh Parmesan or feta and then a fresh or dried herb and eggs and you're done. And you've, you know, you don't even have to have fresh vegetables in the kitchen for eggs, you know, with the, yeah. So let me ask this then, since, since let's talk about, recap this, what are the herbs and spices then that you recommend for belly fat that you were just saying that? Cause that's, that's obviously a, a big concern to women in midlife. That's the problem area for many of us. So what would those be? You said ginger, I mean, the ones that have proven research, yeah. um, you know, ginger, cumin, cayenne, uh, you know, anything with heat, uh, but then indirectly anything that helped. I, actually, I think there is data that just came out on turmeric as well. Um, of course, you know, of course, of course, of course <laughs> there is, um, you know, but anything that fights inflammation robustly is going to help with belly fat because belly fat. Uh, to some extent is, is, is geared toward is inflammation. 
But what we also, you know, again, I'm, I'm not going to let you pin me down because it, it's so complex and anything that's supportive of gut health, right. you know, we talk a lot about the microbiome is also going to help you with belly fat. So there, oregano is the superstar when it comes to gut health, but all herbs and spices are very potent uh, prebiotics, actually most, not all. So they feed the healthy bacteria in the gut. So, you know, it's complicated. Everybody in the lay public tries to simplify nutrition, but it's just not that simple. And so inflammation, the microbiome, those are all going to help with belly fat. And many of the spices actually got, there's a paper that I have um, that was one of the first papers that I don't even know where it is, but um, actually, um, you know, that's all about uh, the anti-inflammatory effects in terms of, you know, uh, a belly fat and the metabolic syndrome, we call it. And I mean, there's research on, uh, you know, so many different spices and, you know, definitely ginger, sage. I mean, there it's all of them. They have these bioactive components. I'm looking at the paper right now. I mean, you know, there, there's just, there's so many of them, uh, even black pepper, um, nutmeg, uh, you know, these, they, so anyway, and so like with nutmeg, how do you use it? Maybe in your baking, or maybe that's part of a blend. Nutmeg exists in pumpkin spice. So that's why I like the blends because everybody knows how to use cinnamon. But if you just upgrade to pumpkin spice, then boom, you've got cloves, you've got nutmeg, you've got cinnamon, yep. and you've made your life easier. So, you know, incorporate. By the way, spice- by the way, this is all, I know you don't want to be pinned down. I got, I totally got that. But it's mm-hmm. all in your book and you break it down and you, you kind of do it by category. So you do right. talk on on cancer, you touch on dementia, you touch on diabetes and anti-aging, like all of it. And even gut and obesity. Yeah. Obesity, gut health. So, you know, I, I really, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm totally confused. Don't be, because once you read this book, it, it actually is, is 80 pages or so that is like easy to understand. It's, it's, you probably already have a lot of this in your house. Mind you, if it's over two years old, get rid of it and get new. Um, yep. so a big proponent of the spice blends, like I, I, you do talk about the, you know, the, the pumpkin spice and all of that. In fact, I was looking for it the other day and I'm like, I know I've got pumpkin spice somewhere in here, you know, cause I only use it during, you know, the holidays typically. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I add a little of that to my turmeric and with my little splash of pepper and and all of that. So I just don't want, I don't want anybody that's listening to this to be overwhelmed because it, there's so much information here. Yeah. And- yeah. No, I think that's a great point. And with pumpkin spice too, especially like, I mean, cause I'm really concerned about my kids too. And I know you, you probably, most people listening who are moms, I mean, you know, especially with the pandemic and them being more sedentary and I've seen so many kids gain weight yeah. and with the ultra processed foods that they're eating, like, this is really a way to mitigate that. So I will throw, you know, I, the one thing I do do, I bake muffins. So I always incorporate, I usually try to do pumpkin spice. And by the way, canned pumpkin is amazing too. It's an amazing source of beta carotene, which is another antioxidant and all these healthful nutrients, you know, I'll throw it into their pancakes. Trader Joe's, by the way, has a great protein pancake mix. I don't know if you've seen it. I have it. it. I have it. Yeah. So I love that. So, (laughs) So, you know, if you're listening, uh, just, just, just 
I just wanted to put spices on people's radar, to put it in their brain and to build the habit because it takes time to build the habit. So, you know, don't be overwhelmed. If you have no experience with spices, you know, get three blends, herb de Provence, you know, pumpkin spice, and maybe something with a more ethnic flavor if you prefer Mexican food or Indian food or Thai food. And then get a basil plant and put it on your window. Like I always buy a basil plant at Trader Joe's and I'll like, I'll put a few, I'll tear off a few leaves and throw them in a sandwich instead of lettuce. You know, it's like instant upgrade. So and the definitely don't be right. overwhelmed. If you want to go deep and learn more, great. If you don't, that's okay too. Just cook the recipes in the book because Chef Aaron is a genius. Yeah. By the way, the recipes just so um, I'll just like, there's things here, like how to make an arugula, arugula pesto, um, a homemade curry sauce. And these are like pretty simple recipes. There's, uh, I mean, really nothing has too many steps. It's mostly just lists everything you need and you just kind of some ones here like add this simmer whatever there's and then you even go into uh you know main courses and and there's some fish and meat and you talk a bit about a mediterranean diet and all that kind of stuff so it's all in here please the book again just so you know is called spice it up live long a guy spice up spice Spice it it. (laughs) sorry spice it Oh, sorry. You said spice it up, live long. It's oh okay. Oh my it's gosh. Spice I'm up. so sorry. Spice up, live long. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. That's okay. A guide to using herbs and spices to live a longer, healthier, and more vibrant life. And it has over 80 recipes. I'm telling you, I, it is definitely uh, becoming, I have, I have some books that call them my, my Bibles, and this will be moving into onto that bookcase. And oh my God. I'm honored. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Also, yeah. This is, it's one really, thing. Sure. About the recipes, though, just to, to just to explain something is, um, again, based on the the anti-aging, anti-inflammatory foods, I think what I charged the chef to do when creating the recipes is I wanted three things to be stand out, beans, fish, and leafy greens. So I said to him, no matter, that's where I want the most of the recipes to focus on because Americans do not eat enough of those three. And I felt like they have the most upside. I mean, eating just one serving of leafy greens a day can decrease your risk of diabetes by 14%. Fish, you know, salmon or fatty fish twice a week, Alzheimer's, belly fat, heart disease, you know, and beans, you know, which are such an integral part of cultures around the world, they're you know, extraordinary in terms, and we just don't eat enough. So you will see with the recipes that I really, everybody knows how to make a steak, chicken, potatoes, corn, even tomatoes, those, those foods, you know, but leafy greens, especially cooked ones, you know, I'm clueless. I'm not going to lie, you know, um, beans, people don't eat enough of and fish, besides salmon, you know, and, and we don't get very creative with it. So that, that in terms of the recipes, I think it's unique in the fact that it focuses on those three really great longevity foods, you know, beans, leafy greens, and fish. Thank you for recapping that. Cause that's, that's, that is important. And I do notice that like, there's one recipe here, the Tuscan kale and white bean soup. That's already, I've written out the ingredients. So I can go make that because that's totally speaks my language. It's I know, delicious. I, I don't Sharon made that beans. for me and it yeah. was delicious. 
Yeah. It's, it's really, and I love the mushroom and thyme soup. Like I, I, thyme is really, really good for the brain. So I'm kind of obsessed with it. I do that this year. Um, Yeah. But the mushroom and thyme soup, if you like mushrooms, like, uh, it's delicious. I can't wait. Okay. I guess, are, are we, should we wrap it up? Is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, there's so much information here. Yeah, no, I, I just, you know, again, I, I just want to reinforce the fact that, um, I, you know, I don't think people need to turn their life upside down to be healthier, to live a longer, healthier life. I don't think you have to go to any extremes uh, in, in exercise or workouts. But, you know, I, I think, you know, just integrating herbs and spices, getting that on your radar, like it, there's no downside. Foods are going to taste better. Uh, the aroma, the color, the flavor, and then the potential health benefits. You know, I, I really, you know, even a skin, you know, I mean, uh, your, your beautiful skin, I'm working on mine. I'm a work in progress. Um, but, you know, I think I, I just love the idea, the concept of aging gracefully. And I think, you know, for women, you know, this is, uh, I feel better at 51 than I did at 31 and, and nutrition is a big, big part of that. And, you know, obviously there's more to it. Um, interestingly, just one real quick anecdote. Um, you know, one of the studies that I looked at, which really showed directly the health benefits of culinary spices in a meal showed that those effects could be almost completely offset by high stress. So I, I really, if I'm going to end something, you know, focusing on the lifestyle component, you know, and I think as for, for you and I, as we're going through menopause, it's an inherently stressful time on our body, whether we realize it or not, you know, and, and, you know, post pandemic, God willing, you know, it, so I think, you know, holistic, be, you know, this isn't, like I said, throwing basil on a double bacon cheeseburger or not managing your stress, not moving your body, being less sedentary. This is all part of the equation. So, and, and I talk about this in the book and I think, you know, I, I just love to end with kind of more of a holistic approach to aging gracefully because everything works together Absolutely. to uh, optimize health. And that, that's sort of the, the point of, of my podcast, Beauty is a Bitch, is that there are so many different components and you don't have to make yourself crazy with them. It's just, right. you know, incorporate what you can and just make those, those changes that make your life better. Because as you said earlier, it's not just about living longer. It's about living a quality life. Yeah. You know, because you're gone, you don't want to just be sitting in a home for 20 years rotting. So, you know, I, I really <laughs> appreciate, right? I really appreciate you being here. This has been amazing. Again, I'm going to not butcher the name of your book. It's not spice it up. It is spice up, comma, live long. Please get it, read it. Uh, I, I can't say enough how much I enjoyed reading it, what I learned. And again, with the recipes, it's, it's kind of a no brainer. So I really want to thank my guest and I'm just going to end with my little housekeeping at the end here. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out a lot. Also, if there's any topics that you want me to cover, please contact me because I have a new pro-aging podcast weekly. Please email Lauren at Fountain of 30 with suggestions. 
offer and sponsorship and to find out about sponsorship opportunities. And thank you so much. And remember to spice it up to live long. And that's spice. I did say spice it up on purpose this time. Spice it up and live longer. Thank you so much. <laughs>